Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I always like to kick things off with something super interesting. And let's say you went to a job interview earlier in the day. Everything was great. You're like, oh, I totally nailed it. Then 1130 at night, one in the morning, you get an email from this person at the company that says, hey, you know what? I think you're doing a great job, but I just have a few questions or I missed you at the company today. And would you mind uh, letting me know a few things or whatever it may be? They're looking for you to reply. Now, if you didn't get the message and you didn't reply in a timely manner, meaning like at that very moment, you may not have gotten the job. What? Yeah, I think this is crazy. A recruiter for a company in Houston says he does this to all his prospective employees. He says that responding quickly would put you ahead of all the competition. Huh? It shows that you would respond to your clients quickly too. At midnight, one in the morning, that's a pretty rough one. You know, I interviewed somebody this past week and true story, I said, where do you see yourself in five years? And the person actually looked at me and said, hopefully alive. I was like, well, I was kind of thinking about the job, the situation, career. Oh, I don't know. On that happy note, welcome. I'm Kim Commando, America's Digital Goddess. It's the biggest show. It's the most trusted show about all things digital, of course. And you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is a tech thing. For those of you tuning in for the first time, a warm welcome. We're just delighted to have you joining us. And to our regulars, ah, you look marvelous and it's great to have you back. You can find the Kim Commando Show on over 420 top stations across the United States. And if you want to listen on your own time, not a problem, just Uh, Pop open your favorite radio app and search for Commando to find me. And if you're more into podcasts and webcasts, uh, head over to the Commando community at commando.com. You can get an experience that's 100% commercial free. So wherever you're located, whatever you're doing, my show is always, always just a tap or click away. And a special shout out goes to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force in 175 different countries. Love to have you on board. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, you can always drop me your questions on our website at commando.com. There's a button that says email Kim. I read every single question that you send me there. All right. I like to say it's my labor of love. I check out at least 35 different websites every single day to bring you up to date on the top five things you need to know about tech. And starting with cash apps like Venmo, they sure make splitting bills easy and paying people, but they do have security risks. Unlike your credit card, rather, Venmo won't promise a refund if you goof up a payment or if a transaction goes wrong. So what's happening is that criminals are getting a hold of this, and they know this. So recently in Boston, get a hold of this. A guy was expecting to meet a girl for an online date, but instead two masked dudes with a knife show up. They make him unlock his phone and poof, $1,000 swiped via Venmo. Over in Nashville, a woman thought she was donating $10 to a basketball team via Venmo. But these teens, well, weren't exactly with the basketball team. They grabbed her phone. The next thing she knows, hundreds of dollars were zipped right to their account. Here's the reason why. 
Transactions through Venmo are not protected. You have to think of it as cash. Very, very difficult to trace. Actually, it's less safe than cash. I mean, if your bank account is attached to your Venmo account, yeah, a thief can cane access and wipe it clean. So just make sure you're always safe with your phone and Venmo. All right, more crime on the radar for number two. Not all the best advice is always on YouTube, but maybe that could be a good thing. Outside of a Chase Bank in Las Vegas, a group of seven guys hooked up a chain to a white Ford F-150 backup and gave it a good old tug. The ATM wouldn't come out and they had to give it up. Now, a few hours later, they tried to yank an ATM at another Chase Bank out of the ground by using a chain in their pickup. Okay, they come up empty-handed one more time. Now, this is not their first time at this radio, security, at this rodeo. Security camps have caught them pulling the same stunt across Louisiana, Utah, Nevada, and they never were able to pull it off. So this group of bad thieves, they got caught. But here's the kicker. Where did they learn how to rob ATMs? Well, one of the guys, Dylan Garrett, told the FBI they used YouTube videos to learn how. <laughs> Oh, most of the advice they said was saying, always try pulling them out just using a pickup truck. Hmm. Okay, see, you can't trust everything that you see online. This crime just doesn't make a lot of sense. Ooh, good one. Uh, Moving on to number three, the average lifespan of a smartphone is two and a half years. Your iPhone actually is four to eight years. Samsung, three to six. A Google Pixel, three to five years. Now, your phone's lifespan starts when it's manufactured, of course, not when you purchased it. So how do you know when your phone is going to expire? Because they actually have something called an EOL, an end of life date. So if you have the original box, it should be printed on the package or inside the documentation. Could be in the about of your phone. Uh, There are also some special dial codes. There are some boot logging menu tricks. I know, but who wants to do any of that? I always like to find easy ways to get things done. So when you want to find your phone's end of life date, you have to go to this special website endoflife.date. That's right. Endoflife.date. Not a dot com. Endoflife.date. This is a really straightforward, no bells and whistles website. It lists the end of life dates and support life cycles for devices, software, and a whole bunch more. Right now, over 250 products. So before you buy any gadget used, anything used, I want you to make sure that you go over to this website and you type it in so this way you know if it's going to die in 18 months or maybe in a couple of years. Again, that's endoflife.date. Moving on to number four, cheap Chinese TVs. That's right. I'm talking about streaming movies, watching YouTube videos, connecting to the Internet. But what you may not know is that cheapo TV that you purchased is actually connecting to Chinese servers. Yes, Uh, Some cheap Android TVs out there. A team at Human Security stumbled upon Android TV streaming boxes and a tablet that they're preloaded with these malware backdoors right from the factory. They think about 200 different models could be compromised. Ooh, that's a lot in a report from Wired Magazine. So these devices are manufactured in China. Once activated, they connect to a command center in China. Okay, They're tied to advertising fraud residential proxy services that sell access to your network, and much more. The report suggests that criminals claim to have access over 10 million home IP addresses and 7 million mobile phones. Okay, so if you have a cheapo Android TV from China that you never heard of the brand of before, uh, I would suggest that you get rid of it immediately. At the worst case is, 
uh, at least set up a standard network and a guest network and put that cheapo Android Chinese-made TV on the guest network so in case something bad happens and it does get compromised, it doesn't affect all of your good stuff. And finally, this coming in at number five, Gen Z is constantly glued to their phones. You know this, but they're saying enough already. And they say we need to have a detox and they have a hashtag for it, monk mode. That's right, monk mode. They say what you want to do is just go ahead and turn off everything or set your notifications off for like the next hour. And then you just kind of sit there, take a deep breath and go into monk mode. Now, you know, monk mode. Never heard of that before. All right, so if you're looking for love online, oh, it's just not that easy, right? Well, researchers took a deep dive into the love lives of over 900 couples, and they found that the ones who met on dating apps, they aren't as happy as the folks who met the old-fashioned way, you know, like maybe at a class or at church or even at a bar. Well, leading this study is Dr. Liesl Sharabi, and she's the Director of Relationships and Technology, the lab over at Arizona State University. And her work on tech and relationships, it's been published in the Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine. She also explores modern love over on Psychology Today in a blog called Dating in the Digital Age. Yeah, that's right. It's not as easy as it might seem. And uh, Dr. Sharabi, thank you so much for being here. Now, let's talk about this study. Okay, 900 couples. And what was your hypothesis going into it? Yeah, so we conducted this study really interested in whether there were differences in the quality of their long-term relationships. And so going into it, we were basing this on a study that was conducted about 10 years ago um, that found that couples that met through online dating were a little bit more satisfied and a little bit more stable in their marriages than uh, those who met offline. And so we wanted to see if that was still true today in a dating app era where the landscape of online dating has changed so considerably. And so something that we found in doing the study, so we conducted a survey, we compared the uh, marriages of couples who met in online dating and offline. We found that this time around, the, the spouses that met in online dating were actually a little bit less satisfied and they reported being a little less stable in their relationship. And so something I should mention here is that these weren't huge dramatic differences. And overall, regardless of how uh, these spouses met, they still reported pretty high quality relationships. But there was that difference only now in, a, in an opposite direction than what we saw previously. So why do you think that is? So there are lots of explanations um, for this. I mean, it could be something about the people that are using dating apps. It could be something about the apps themselves and their matchmaking process and their algorithms, how people develop relationships through them. But something that we chose to focus on was marginalization and whether, you know, if you look beyond the couple, if there's still this stigma about online dating that's persisting. And something we found is that these uh, spouses did feel more marginalized and they did kind did of they? feel like they had to defend the relationship because they met through online dating. Um, they felt there was still this stigma and that explains some of these differences in quality that we were seeing. So, you know, I'm really surprised by that because, you know, Everybody seems like everybody who's single, I think, is on some dating app who I know. Okay, uh, with the exception of uh, my son's generation, my son is 22 years old, and I asked him, you know, are are you and your friends on any type of dating apps? He's like, no. He said we just they go on TikTok or Instagram, mm -hmm. they check out all the pictures, and then yeah. they then they DM each other based on location. 
Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating to me that if I own Match.com and this is the generation that's coming up, right? And they're not hanging out on Bumble or Match or anything like that. But do you have any any intel as far as with the algorithms of these dating apps? I mean, and how they're actually matching people uh, who they might want to swipe left with. Yeah. And so something a lot of these apps are doing is making recommendations based on people like you who have similar taste. So if you were to download a dating app right now and start swiping for the first time, even if they know nothing else about you, they can look at who you're initially swiping right on, indicating that you like a person. And they can look at other people who are demonstrating similar types of swiping behaviors and make recommendations based on that. And so it's kind of like how Netflix would recommend TV shows to you (laughs) or how Amazon recommends products where, you know, on Netflix, you watch a show and at the end they have recommendations based on other people who also watch the same show. And dating apps are kind of doing something similar with their matchmaking, which is quite a bit different from what they used to do before we had the apps. And most people were on the traditional sites where, they were answering a lot of questions about what they wanted. Now the apps are more inferring that from your behavior. So if you're looking for love online, doctor, and you, you want to make sure that the right people swipe right when they should be, what advice do you give people? I think a big one is just really perfecting your profile. And when I say that you should perfect it, I don't necessarily mean that you want to exaggerate or, you know, you don't want to be so overly positive that then people are going to meet you and be surprised that, you know, you're (laughs) not exactly how you portrayed yourself online. But it's more making sure it's your best and most realistic representation. And so a lot of the basis for people swiping comes down to the profile. So I always tell people that's a really good place to start um, is just looking at how you're presenting yourself and thinking about the types of people that you're trying to attract and make sure that you're really speaking to that audience. So you want to be honest, you want to be truthful. Uh, You want to put up, you know, picture that actually looks like you and not as you did when you were 20, if you're 35, I mean, you know, all that other good thing. But is there like a magical button that people aren't pushing? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any, you know, magic to it or any real secret to why some people are so successful on these apps. Um, I think it's a combination of different factors. Uh, Yeah, I think there's a lot at play when it comes to looking at people who are successful in forming long-term relationships through these platforms and people that um, haven't been up until this point. Okay, one last question. Uh, Artificial intelligence everywhere. Is it in the dating apps too? Oh, yeah. And people are already using like chat GPT to help them create their profiles and to help them um, write opening lines, choose their pictures. So it's already become a part of the online dating experience. But something that gets me really excited is the idea of using AI in matchmaking where you can and you have startups already doing this. They're thinking about ways that you can have AI swipe for you, identify partners for you. So it takes a lot of the work out of online dating where you have AI just doing all of that for you. I think that's a really intriguing direction. Doctor, thank you so much for being here. Okay, so we just heard from the doctor that you want to meet people offline okay, for a better, happier marriage. So how do you do that? Okay, you can take a class. You could go to a workshop. Uh, You could volunteer in your local community. You could join a fitness club, a group, a sports league. Pickleball is really big right now. 
uh, attend local events, maybe even volunteer at those local events, networking events. You can join clubs and organizations, uh, attend religious services. You could visit a dog park. Okay, let me tell you. Go to a dog park, okay? Because, you know, if somebody has a dog, that they're really, really loving and kind. So these are just some ideas for you. All right, let's see. Danny in Pensacola, Florida. Hi there, Danny. Well, I didn't think I would uh, ever find myself in a position that I would be doing the types of things that I'm doing. So, uh, But I'm putting together a newsletter each month for our VFW. And uh, it's overwhelming, really, with the number. We have 300 members uh, in the VFW, and we have about 300 auxiliary members. And this newsletter needs to go out to each of those each month. And currently, I have the names in a uh, uh, a word sheet that are broken down in, in uh, like 50 names, and I send those out 50 at a time, 50 at a time, 50 at a time. But then also, every month, I need to add and subtract members. Uh, so, you know, it's very time-consuming, and it's not very efficient. No, you're doing it the wrong way, Danny. You are. <laughs> Come on. Well, well, I'm an old goat, so. <laughs> no, it's okay. You know what? Sometimes it's like, if it's not broken, why fix it? But this is broken, and you're going to love me forever when I tell you uh, how you're going to be doing this the new way. Uh, there are mailing okay. There are mailing services out there. One's called MailChimp. Another one's called Constant Contact. And these are services that you can hit one button and then it will send out your newsletters out. And you said you had two groups. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Okay. So we're just going to say group one and group two. Okay. So you're going to sign up over at do MailChimp.com because how many people do you have? Uh, 300. Okay. Well, actually a total of 600, but uh, the two groups are 300 okay. each. All right. So, you know, this is free, I think, up until until you hit like a thousand or five thousand or some number like that. And so you, you sign up at MailChimp and then you create whatever you want to mail out and they have templates or you can upload your own graphics, your own images or whatever you want, logos, things like that. So you're going to use their templates and then put all your messages in there. Now, you mentioned that you had this in a Word doc, or is it in a, in a spreadsheet or something, the names? Uh, well, the, the names, I can get them either in a, in a spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheet, or a, a comma-separated uh, okay. uh, format. So, Yeah, MailChimp, as well as Constant Contact, they will allow you to import a CSV file, which is that Excel spreadsheet, okay? And, okay. And so you're going to upload your, your, all your names, and you can have the two groups, one and two. Uh, and then you have, then you design whatever you want to send out to them via email. Uh, and then you put a subject to it, a from line, and you have to have a mailing address at the bottom and, you know, it'll kind of walk you through cause we, they want to make sure you're not a spammer. Sure. And, and then, uh, no longer will you have to go ahead and remove people if that email address is invalid or anything like that, because you're going to have a way for them to unsubscribe if they don't want it anymore. Uh, they can change their email address as well as on a website or in another email or however you want to distribute this or at a meeting at the VFW, is you can say, if you want to sign up for our free newsletter, go to our website. And there you're going to have a sign-up form for the newsletter. So this way you're getting out of adding and removing people, right? Uh, okay, great. Which is going to save you just a ton of time. Um, one thing is that I want you to keep an eyeball out on the open rate and the click rate. Because this, this will tell you how well that you're doing. And you can also 
uh, put trackers on if you want if you want them to click to a form on a website uh, for them to say sign up to volunteer or do something is that you can put tracking codes on there so you'll know okay I sent it out to uh, 300 people it we had 278 people open it and we had 30 people actually click to the website to volunteer uh, and so it gives you a lot of data but most importantly is that no longer, Danny, no longer, okay, are you going to be sending out at <laughs> 50 people at a time, all right? And all right. and you're no longer, are you going to have to say, oh, I got to take this name off the list. Oh, I got to add this name to the list because <laughs> we're going to just make life easy for you. And they and it does it all for free. I mean, really, it's just great. I mean, and well, now, yeah. now if you have any questions afterwards, anything I can lend a hand to, uh, just make sure, you know, I'm always here for you. Again, there's that's MailChimp and Constant Contact. I think for your purposes, I think MailChimp is, is going to be right up your alley. And it's super easy to get started. Again, it's free. So it's definitely worth a shot. It's going to save you all that time. With that time, um, make sure that you're doing something like uh, going over to commando.com or you're getting our free newsletter because this way we always keep that tech know-how going. And thanks for your call today, Daddy. Hey, when you start thinking about email list software, there are a lot of things that you can use it for. Of course, if you're an online retailer, it just makes total sense, even an offline retailer. Um, if you're a content creator or a blogger, you can set up your own newsletters. If you're a nonprofit, it makes total sense. Um, if you're a school, university, again, email marketing's fabulous. Um, restaurants, cafes, you can use it. Real estate agencies, um, freelancers, consultants, chores and agencies. I mean, there's just a whole list here. Artists, musicians. So the bottom line here is that if you've never thought about doing any type of email marketing with your business, now is the time. Now's the time. Okay, with the intense war unfolding in Israel and Gaza, I'm sure that your social media is like mine. It's just loaded with photos and videos that can be very, very difficult to stomach. You have these heart-wrenching scenes, the grim realities of war. Now, we all want to know what's going on, but some of these social media posts will be very difficult to unsee. So Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and TikTok, you know, their whole goal is to keep you glued to the screen and to have you scrolling and seeing these images. But if you want to take control of your feeds, I put together a quick list to help you out. Like on Facebook, um, how to not let the videos play automatically. You can turn it off on your iPhone and Android as well as on your desktop. On Instagram, how to adjust your sensitive content settings. On TikTok, you can limit graphic videos on your For You page by setting up restricted mode. On YouTube, you can stop videos from playing automatically. Over on Twitter, you can report as well as do certain steps so that you don't see sensitive content. Now, you're sitting there like, well, how do I do this, Kim? How do I do this? Well, we have it all written up for you over at commando.com. Just go ahead to commando.com and you hit that button that says show Thanks. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Joseph in Traverse City, Michigan. Hi, Joseph. Well, before we get started, <clears throat> my sister came up from Detroit for a color tour yesterday, and I told her that I got a phone call from you. 
And she stopped the car and she goes, what? I go, yeah, I'm talking to Kim Commando tomorrow. And she goes, Kim Commando is the only person in any media outlet, print, television, or um, radio, that when she says something, I believe her. (laughs) She was just so excited that I was going to be talking to you. And she's a huge fan. Well, you know what? When we get done, I'm going to put you on hold. And uh, make sure that you give Amber your sister's name and address, and we'll send her out a a, a ball cap or something fun. She, oh, beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. So anyway, um, what I'm calling about is uh, I'm looking for some, I'm a writer, and I conduct interviews on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a recording device or an app or something that I can record a conversation with on the telephone that will have good quality reproduction. And then I would take that recording and use some kind of software to transcribe that interview into a word document to begin my writing process. Well, let me tell you, you're going to love, love, love what I'm going to tell you about. You are. Okay, because the old way of doing it is we're going to take the audio file and then we're going to upload it and it's going to transcribe it and it's going to not be all that great. Okay, and then you have to figure out, is this person one, person two, person three, person four, whoever, how many people you have on the line, right? Uh, There's a website called otter.ai, otter, O-T-T-E-R dot A-I. Okay. On Uh, my list. And they have uh, an app. And so you record through the app. It saves the audio recordings. And then in addition to that, it's transcribing it in real time. And it will say person one, person two, person one, person two. And then you can go back in and say, oh, well, Joseph is person one and Kim is person two. Okay, So it's... uh, it's it's really hard to beat that ability. You get I, I don't I think you get like six hundred minutes free per month or something like that, and then you have to start paying because it's always those you know anywhere you go right now there's always a monthly fee for something. I don't know. Right, <laughs> it's like right, you turn right, around absolutely. everywhere. It's like it's like two dollars a month here, nine dollars a month here, five dollars. It's just like it's, exactly it's like what happened. Um, you know, if you're just looking for a call recording app, is ACR Call Recorder has been around for a long time. I've used that in the past. Yeah, and you know, but I but I think if you're if you're looking for something that is just a fantastic tool for journalists, it's hard to beat this. It's otter.ai. You know, I I know about this Joseph because I've used this myself. Okay. Uh and I've been astounded at the the quality of the transcriptions. Even when the words were being spoken by a uh, a cancer specialist at MD Anderson speaking medical ease if you will you know what i'm talking right. about it's like what did you Absolutely. just say and i don't know what you right. just meant okay so <laughs> i can't even spell what you just said okay <laughs> so but you know so using those type of conversations it's it has it was really instrumental at that time i was a full-time caregiver for my mom who had pancreatic cancer and so i would uh, record the conversations and then be able to refer back to the conversations. Cause you know, when you're in that type of situation, your head is going in so many different directions. Right. Uh, so I could review the notes after the consultations with the doctor, as well as share out with certain family members and friends. And so I wish I could tell you like there was all these other great ways to do it, but 
If you're looking for what I consider the best tool out there, that would be otter.ai. Joseph, thank you. Thanks again for your call. And don't forget, I want to be sure that I send your sister a very special package. And so uh, be sure to give Amber your sister's name and address. And so we can get that out to her next week. And Joseph, thank you again for telling me all about her. All right, let's see who's next. Paul in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hi there, Paul. I took a trip last week, 200 miles each way in Minnesota, and I would have loved to have known where to stop for the best gas prices as I drove along. And I, there, I found one gas station 30 cents cheaper than all the others along the route. Wow. And that was 10, 10% of the price. Yeah. And I thought with the holidays coming, well, first of all, I couldn't find on Google Maps how to do that. And I looked on Waze, and they needed you to drive 100 miles before they even gave you the option to look at gas prices. So I don't know what Waze offers, but Waze is owned by Google Maps. Correct. Google. So I would have thought that Google Maps would have this option. But with the holidays coming up, a lot of people are going to be driving 100, 200 miles, visiting friends, relatives. I'm sure other people, listeners, could also use a tip how you can look ahead and if you know your car holds 10, 15 gallons, and if you know you're getting about 10, 20 miles to the gallon, you can start looking for gas prices along the way where sure. you might want to tank up. So I just was hoping that you guys might have some tips. Well, you want to look at um, Gas Buddy. You know, everybody knows that that's been around for a long time, it's, but it really is designed to give you the cheapest gas prices. But inside there, on their website, they have, I guess, buddy has plan a trip. And so that's where you can enter in um, the, where you're coming from, where you're going, uh, that you want to stop, say, every hour or so, hour and a half, whatever it may be. And then it's going to show you the best spots to stop for gas. So that this way. So I can't do that on the app on my phone? You know what? It, I'm not sure if it's available on the phone yet. I know it's on, available on the website. So if it's not available, okay. if it's not available on the app, then you might have to go to the website. Okay. Okay. Uh, but then, so while you're driving, it will show, Gas Buddy does show the gas prices along your route. Okay. Now with Google Maps, it's not really, like you said, it, it's not really made for this. It's not. Um, you know, you can search for local gas stations. It will show you gas stations around your route, but it's not going to pick the, the cheapest gas. For the cheapest gas, that's where we always go back to Gas Buddy. I mean, you know, people have tried to compete against Gas Buddy for years. <laughs> But they can't just because they just have the whole market wrapped up. So check out Gas Buddy. Uh, like I said, on the website, I do know that they have plan a route and it might be in the app right now. I'm not sure because I haven't used the app for a while. Uh, but again, just check the website and the app again. What you want is plan a trip feature. And Paul, thank you so much for your call because you're right. A lot of people are going to be traveling during the holidays by car and gas is so expensive that we want to make sure that we always get the cheapest gas wherever we're going. And thank you for your call. Hey, and if you're going to be taking that road trip, put another app on your phone. Sit or squat. Yeah, this is crazy. Okay. Uh, that's where you can find local restrooms and people actually rate them. Like sit, meaning that it's clean. Uh, squat means mm, not so much. Okay, it's a secret. Well, it's not going to be a secret anymore because I'm going to tell you all about it. But you can store your music on YouTube Music for free. Now, if you don't already have a YouTube account, you just have to make one. Uh, you tap your profile picture from the menu, just click on Upload Music. And that's where you can select tracks on your hard drive that you want to be stored on YouTube servers for free. Now, there is an important gotcha you need to know about. Uploading music only, only works when you're using 
YouTube music on a desktop or a laptop. You cannot do this from your phone or tablet. Now, after your music is uploaded, this is the beautiful part. You can uh, make playlists, you can get fancy with your own music, and then you can listen to your music on the go. You just download the YouTube music app on your device, you sign into your account, and then, oh, like magic, there's all your favorite tunes. All right, make sure that you tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show because knowledge is power. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.